You're listening to the Todd Rod God Pod, a podcast hosted by Pastor Todd Rodarmel and Drew Tilton, where we explore ideas of faith and what it means to have a sustainable spirituality. I'm back, Todd. The Todd Rod God Pod. I'm back. Welcome back, Drew. Good to have you back. Just in time for Christmas. I know. Just in time for Christmas. And I missed it. I missed being here with you. Uh, You had a couple really good episodes with some really cool people. Yes, I, they are very cool, and uh, but it but we missed you. It, it's nothing like having you here. Well, even I'm though you're not here, back. even though you're at your house and I'm at the church sitting I in know, the nursery. We're, we're back in the uh, we're back in the social distance podcasting for now, but hopefully soon we'll be vaccinated and back at the church and recording in person again. All right. So today, Todd, we have decided. Here on the Todd Rod God Pod 2. The Todd Rod God Pod Christmas Special. Yes, the Christmas Special. The Todd Rod God Pod Christmas Special. And in the Christmas Special, we just kind of want to have some fun. We're going to talk about some Bible stuff. We're going to do some Christmas trivia. And we're going to give you guys a chance to participate. And you can tell us how many you got right. And you can interact with us by letting us know. And when you let us know, if you get the most right and you're not a liar, um, we'll pray about it and God will reveal if you are a liar about how many you got right. And Ooh, wow, that's intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the Holy Spirit uh, lie detector. Um, and if you're not a liar, we're going to send you a gift. I don't know what yet. Some sort of swag, some sort of Mountain View Church swag that we yes. have laying around the office. We do you have something it. to send you, but we can't. So you need to send in your score on this. Yeah, send in your score on this. Uh, we'll just see how many we can get through and how long it stays fun. And as soon as yeah. it's not fun anymore, we're going to stop. But Todd, you, you'll you know some of these because you sent me some of these, but you'll also know some of these because you know about the Bible. But I'm also going to throw some Christmas pop culture trivia in there just to throw you off a little bit that you might not know, but other people might know. So... You ready? I am ready. Let's see if our listeners are ready. Listeners, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, see, you're called listeners, so you're listening, so you can't speak. So I don't know if you're ready or not, but just be ready. Just be ready. Be ready. All right. This is the Todd Rod God Pod Christmas Holiday Special Trivia. All right. First question. For the journey to Bethlehem, Mary and Joseph... A, walked. B, Joseph walked and Mary rode a donkey. C, they rode a bus. D, who really knows? Hmm. Mm. We're starting with the easy ones here, Todd. And the answer is D, who knows? The Bible doesn't say anything about Mary riding a donkey, but it shows up that way in all the Christmas plays and all the cute little books. So that is a total twist. I did not look at the answer first, and I totally thought Mary rode a donkey and Joseph walked, but that just turns out we just added that in ourselves. That's called Jesus. Yep, reading things into the Bible that aren't really there, like a donkey. 
Yep. It wasn't a donkey. Shrek had a donkey. That was there, but the mare <laughs> of the donkey is uh, just made up. I wonder how many uh, things that we envision being a part of the Christmas story are actually a product of pop culture um, that we, uh, yeah, I don't know. About 90%. In there. Probably 90%. 90%. 90%. That, that's what, <laughs> yeah, I think you'll see yeah. that once you get the quiz. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. This one might be an easier one. This is a pop culture one, Todd. We're going to okay. go one one Bible, one pop culture. All right. The movie Miracle on 34th Street is based on a real-life department store. Which one? Let's let the listeners think. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the original Miracle on 34th Street, the black and white? I probably did uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, but that's I, a really I, good one. I think uh, I'm going to go with uh, Macy's. But I'm I'm wrong. Macy's is totally correct, actually. Oh, is you it know? really? Yeah, it wow. is. Yeah, right. it's, I guess it's based on Macy's, according to this random website I'm on. I and mean, I always thought about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, so that was just what was in my head. But I had no right. knowledge of the actual answer to that. I'm just a lucky guesser. I mean, what were the big department stores back then? I mean, I think it was a movie that was made in like the 40s, so it's really old. Yeah, um, Sears, J.C. Penney. I don't know. There was probably like uh, May. Montgomery Ward. Yeah, like May. May. May Company. May Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it became Robinson's May, mm-hmm. and then it became nothing. I think they merged with J.C. Penney, and now they're much lower than they used to be on the total yeah. do, do they even have J.C. Penney anymore? I, I don't. Know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't go to the mall. They have Amazon.com now. <laughs> exactly. All right. Here's the next question. Christmas has always been observed on A, December 25th, B, January 17th, C, at Grandma's house. That doesn't even make sense. Or D, none of the above. Ooh. Hmm. I would say D, none of the above. Do you know the answer? uh, Well, yeah. I mean, sometime late in the fourth century, they picked December 25th uh, as the day for Christmas celebrating. But uh, yeah, why they did it on that date, I'm not exactly sure. I know they timed it something with the the winter solstice and some of the other festivals. You know, it was like an attempt for for Christianity to... um, you know, infiltrate the pagan empire by right. taking pagan holidays and converting them into, uh, you know, Christian holidays. And instead of worshiping whatever they were worshiping on that day, it's like the equivalent. Christ. It's like the equivalent of Christian rap. They took something <laughs> <laughs> that was very cultural and they tried to infuse Christianity into it to replace it. Yeah. Do you know if they actually uh, celebrated Christ's birthday before this? Like, was it a there was there another day of observance? You know, I don't actually know the answer to that question. I know it was, um, you know, the earliest gospels like the earliest gospel was Mark. Um, Scholars are pretty much agreed on that. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. even mention Jesus birth. And so um, Matthew and Luke are the places where we find all the stories about Jesus' birth. And um, they were a little bit later and tell right. kind of different versions of the story, which is why some of these questions can be a little tricky. Um, but yeah, but we, it, the, the, 
the Apostle Paul, none of the other New Testament letters really make a big deal about the circumstances around his birth. The fact that he was born and human and that God became one of us is a big, important theme in the scripture of the incarnation. But the actual birth narratives are not the, the main features of uh, any of the other New Testament except for uh, Matthew and Luke, with the exception possibly of that weird thing in Revelation uh, I think it's chapter 19 about the dragon trying to eat the child of the oh, woman yeah. when the woman gives birth and all that. So <laughs> it's kind of uh, John's version of the Christmas story. Right, right. Yeah, very intense and image-filled. Mm-hmm. All right, next one we got here. Who directed Mary and Joseph to go to Bethlehem? A, Herod. B, an angel. C, Caesar. Or D, the IRS? Mm, that's a good one. I know. Answer is? C. Caesar. Yeah. Which Caesar. is kind of, kind of strange. So it says here, Luke 2.1. Ha- but that the reason they said that, right, is because everybody had to go back to their home towns. Right. Well, and it, it says in Luke, yeah, chapter two, that uh, Caesar Augustus issued a decree for everyone to go to their hometowns to be taxed. So technically, D, if you got D, the IRS, that is also an acceptable answer. Um, ah, I mean, it's not technically the IRS, but it was all for the purpose of taxation. Everybody had to be in their hometown because, you know, people were taxed based on where they live and their ancestral lands because their their taxes were related to their property and so yeah so they had to be there to get counted for their taxes and uh, yeah well and it's tricky because you may be thinking of the story when an angel came to joseph in a dream and told them they had to flee from uh i think they were were they still living in bethlehem they were in bethlehem Uh uh-huh yeah they had to flee from bethlehem and they went to egypt because uh herod was coming through killing babies so yes you may be yeah. thinking that in your brain. You're like, wait a second. I thought there was an a- there is an angel in that story that tells them to go somewhere, but it wasn't yeah. to Bethlehem. It was actually get it the wasn't. heck out of Bethlehem. It wasn't. All right. Well, our next one. In Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? I just watched this movie, so I know. Wow. That's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to say... New York? Ooh, good guess, Todd, but that was the second movie. And in mm. fact, Kevin ended up in New York while his family was going to Florida. But in the first ah. movie, they leave Kevin behind because they are going to Paris to visit. Ah. Yeah, they're visiting yeah. Kevin's other uncle, the one that's not. It makes a lot more sense why they couldn't just come right home and you know, right. deal with it quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so there you go. If you said Paris, add another tally to your... Yeah. Uh, this year, pretty much the whole family would just stay home alone, and uh, nobody would <laughs> It'd be a much more boring movie. It would be really boring. Yeah. All right. Um, what is a heavenly host? That is our next question. What is a heavenly host? A, an angelic choir. B, the welcoming angel in heaven, C, an array of angels, D, none of the above. Uh, I would say it's Karen Zelaya. 
she is our personal heavenly hostess that is right. with the mostest. No, uh, it's A. It's B. No, it's not. It is none of the above. It's D. None of the above because a heavenly host is an angel army. A host. Yes. The host of heaven is the armies of heaven, and it's an angel army. It's not a choir. They did sing in this episode, but yeah, yes. the word actually means that they are an army. So they have here C, an array of angels, which I think is what you're saying. But, you know, they didn't go into the detail of it being an angel army. So, uh, all right, well. yeah, so they, they say you're wrong, but I say you're right. I, think I guess that's... an array is a military name as well, but I, I was, yeah, I was thinking army, but. Army. I get it. The God of Angels Armies is always by my side. Hmm. Okay, yep. let's that's right. that's let's moving find. on. All right. In which modern day country was Saint Nicholas born? Saint Nicholas, who some have said is Santa Claus is based off him, other people have used another person, but Saint Nicholas, the actual saint. What mm. modern day country was he born in? Uh, I am going to have to go with, this isn't even a multiple choice, is it? You're no, give these, me multiple these choice. Pop, the pop culture ones are not multiple choice. They didn't give me multiple mm. choice. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Russia. Ooh, that is a good guess. That's what I would have guessed too. Um, but actually, as it turns out, it is modern day Turkey that he was born uh, in. Saint yes. Nicholas. Um, I mean, at the, at the time, it was a city named Patra, P-A-T-A-R-A, Patera, Patera. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. and it was a city in the district of Lycia in mm. Asia Minor. There you so go. That's where and it was a long Nicholas. time ago, like back in the 300s or something like that? You know, it doesn't tell me here, but I, oh, okay. I believe you. And no, I, I don't. I, I have lots of facts, but they're all mixed okay. in together. So well, that'll be another be another question later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Let's see. Okay. Baby Jesus was born A, in a cave, B, in a manger, C, in Bethlehem, D, none of the above. Ooh. I don't know mm. what I would say here. I'm going to look at the answer. That is a good question. Ah. I would say the answer is D, none of the above. And just right. because it doesn't say, uh, it only says that he was born. Well, wait, wasn't he born in Bethlehem? No, it says he was, they went to Bethlehem, but then he was born and he was laid in a manger. No, but yeah. then it does say, come I on. Would, I, I feel like it, it says D here. But I feel like Bethlehem, right? Like they did they they made it to Bethlehem. That's what the uh-huh. whole thing at the yes. end. And- he was definitely born in Beth- Bethlehem because in Matthew chapter two verse one it says, "After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea." This I mean, quiz. this quiz. So the quiz the quiz got that answer wrong. But uh, yeah, it doesn't say he was he was laid in a manger. Manger is a feeding trough for the animals. Right. So it's like the food feed bin. Um, yes. But it doesn't say necessarily that he was, he definitely wasn't probably born in a major because then Mary would have had to get in there with him. Me and you, Todd, actually went to a cave like thing that they called a, like, I don't know, a barn or whatever. What were they? Yeah, what it's in the Church of the Holy Nativity or whatever. It's where right. they say, I mean, traditionally, Jesus was said to be born. 
Right, right, traditionally. We don't know for sure, but we went there and it basically looks like this big rock that's covering over stuff. And you could totally see how like shepherds would bring in their flock, you know, late at night, just under this thing. It's almost like a natural little uh, barn. And yeah, I could totally envision it. You know, there's there. I think even there they had like a little uh, um, like carved out rock manger that they said Jesus was born in. But that doesn't I don't know if that. Yeah, no. And it's very likely that if they did have like a little carved out area in the wall uh, of of a, a cave type rock, because there's lots of those caves in that area that they mm-hmm. would put and feed the animals that way out of that. But here's the other thing that's really interesting. Like there's nothing because the Bible doesn't actually say he was born in a barn you know like uh we think of um it says the only thing it says is there was no room for them um there was no guest room yeah and the most of our translations translated in and so but actually the word um just simply means like it's the it's the word for a guest room when somebody puts a guest room on their house for their like when you were betrothed um joseph would have gone from bethlehem to nazareth to go get engaged to mary and then goes back to his hometown and then when they get married, he would go back and he would take her and they would go to Bethlehem, which a lot of scholars think that's what actually happened. They went, they got, they went back to his hometown in Bethlehem. And then um, he would have had the, she would have had the baby, but, you know, there wouldn't be room to have the baby in their little room because it was just a small room. There was no room for them in that guest room that they were gotcha. possibly living in. And so they, um, they had to go in the larger part of the house where... You know, in these ancient houses in these towns, they were in like, uh, um, I don't know, they'd have the animals who would live on the bottom floor and then the bedrooms would be like in a loft and then up on other floors and add-ons. But the main living room of the house, you would bring your animals in at night to protect them from predators and to keep them warm. And they would be living in the house with the people. I actually, uh, I went a few years back with Rex uh, Ferguson. We went to Peru and we hiked through the, uh, the Andes and we stayed, uh, camped out next door to the house of this, this family, the guy that was going to be our porter for all our stuff. He had us like camp in his yard and then invited us to dinner in their house, but in their house, like it's dirt floor, there's all their animals. And then upstairs on the loft is like their sleeping area. And so if you picture that type of a setting in a place like Bethlehem, it's kind of like in the hill country and it's, it's kind of remind me of something similar to that it could have been that there was no room in that little guest room to have a baby to have all the midwives and other attendants that would be there right. and so they came out into the main part of the house and then when the baby was born you know they laid him in the manger and so that is uh you know kind of the, the current scholarly thought about this um i know it doesn't fit with all of our pictures and our christmas nativities and stuff but yeah You're anyway just interesting people off it's okay. That Jesus happens. is also a little blonde white kid in all those little nativities. So it, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You ready for your next one? I am ready. Fire when ready. Which country did eggnog come from? Eggnog. Eggnog. Mm, nog. 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 Uh, uh, probably, uh, let's say. I'm going to go Denmark. Denmark. That's a good guess. I would have guessed it like a a Nordic country. But as it turns out, it comes from England. Ah, England. obvious. Egg, I guess. But I don't know what nog is. Is nog an English word of some kind? I think it means uh, 
alcohol, some sort. Oh, well, why doesn't our eggnog have alcohol in it? Yours doesn't? <laughs> I thought everybody's <laughs> did. Uh, I mean, maybe not at our house. I mean, we need to put a little eggnog. Teetotalers over there. All it right. would make me like eggnog better. All right. Yeah, you probably, I think you need something, a little something, something. All right. Um, okay, 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 okay. Let's see, find a good one. Okay, who saw the star over Bethlehem? Mary and Joseph? B, the shepherds? C, the three kings? Or D, none of the above? Hmm. I'm going to have to say this is another trick question. The answer will be D, none of the above. Because Uh. although we sing, we three kings of Orient are bearing gifts who travel afar, there's nothing in the Bible that says they were three and there's nothing that says that they were kings um it does say that there were wise men actually it says magi or astrologers who saw a star and that was a, a sign in the stars that they came uh you know and brought three gifts the gold frankincense and myrrh but um yeah it doesn't say that they were kings um you are right it's just tradition yeah it is just tradition and mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting because they're magi, like you said, are astronomers, which <laughs> traditionally we kind of look down on as Christians in some ways. We're like, oh, yeah, and not astronomers, astrologers. Like astrologers, astronomers sorry. are people that like That's study the stars, like scientists. But they didn't have that back then. But they had right, astrologers right. who like read signs in the stars, read signs, and your in horoscopes. The stars. Yeah, that's what those so, guys were. Yeah. So yeah, so God did uh, send a sign in the stars. And speaking of that star, this podcast will come out on the 21st Monday, and that is the day that supposedly the Bethlehem star is going to appear just after sundown uh, in your night sky. And it is an alignment of, I think, um, is like it a Jupiter comet? and Saturn? Uh, no, it's actually two planets. Oh. Uh, I think it's Jupiter and Saturn are aligning for the first yes. time in like 800 years. And, uh, and there's a lot of people that are saying maybe that was the star and, Interesting. Uh, yeah. So there's lots of talk about that. Probably not, uh, that star and probably not what the Bible was trying to refer to, but pretty cool. Anyway, a great thing to look at at Christmas time. I'd say yeah, go take a no. look out tonight just after sunset. That's an awesome idea. Yeah. And if you have a telescope, even better, I, um, when I when we went on our trip this uh, summer, we went out to some of the national parks and camped, and we actually found they had this thing where they set up these really nice telescopes out in Utah, in, near Bryce Canyon, and uh, we got to look at all these planets and stars, and and they were like super big, big super expensive telescopes that you'd never be able to buy yourself. But anyway. I um I've been very much into looking at the stars since then, so I'm really pumped about this. And I actually have heard that you know uh, Saturn and Jupiter were going to align like this, but I didn't know the thing that they thought it was the Bethlehem star. So yeah, that's what they're calling it is the Bethlehem star. So um, yeah, pretty cool. That is pretty cool. All right, your next question. When did St. Nicholas die? I found the answer, so I figure I'll throw it in there. What uh, What century? How about that? What century did he die in? Uh, let's let's just go with the... I'll go with the fourth century, since I already started there. You're right. 
You're absolutely right. He died in 343, um, December 6th. He was a bishop um, of the church back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was probably shortly after Constantine had made Christianity a state religion for the Roman mm-hmm. Empire. Um, so he would have been one of the early bishops in that era. So it's pretty yeah, great in Asia Minor, now modern day Turkey. And mm-hmm. that is who they have based the character Santa Claus off of. Yeah, because he used to give it. gifts. I think that he used to go give gifts to the kids in the towns. Like they would leave their shoes out and he would put coins in them or something like that. I think there's lots of legends and stories about it, but there were a few different things like that. And uh, yeah, I think it went from there. Yeah. Well, pretty cool. Good to know. All right. Back to our uh, Bible-based questions. Okay, where were we? Uh, all right. All right. You still having fun, Todd? I'm still having fun. This is interesting. Oh, uh, hey, I'm 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 having fun. And hopefully people I, are following along and keeping track of how many of these are getting right. Yes. So. Yes, you can get something really cool that we do not know what it is yet. But mm. it will be cool. But you have to send us an email. I'll have an email, my email in the description telling us how many you got right. Okay. Um what did the innkeeper say to Mary and Joseph? A, I have a stable out back. You might get this because uh, we've been talking about this a little. B, come back after the holidays. C, there's no room in the inn. D, none of the above. Answer is D, none of the above. Because there was no innkeeper. Right? If you didn't get that, you weren't listening earlier. so My mind is blown. There's not even an innkeeper, though. There's not even somebody that says to them, because there's no inn. It's just right. It, there's no inn. So there's it no innkeeper. Means, right. It probably means that people weren't able to welcome them into their home, right? You know, that's well, that's yeah. How either I, that, or I mean, actually, they didn't have the the word. There is a word for inn, and oh. um, but 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 this word that they use isn't it. It's actually a word for the you know, a guest room on, on your house. And so it's more of an Airbnb situation and they were all booked up. So that's probably more, more likely. Or the thing that I said about the, uh, there just wasn't enough room for all of the, you know, midwives and everybody else to spread out and have a baby. Exactly. Exactly. Which is a pretty different image to think that Mary had midwives there with her, helping her with her birth. Yes, and again, those are not in the story either. So we, no, you know, we that, don't know that's, that. But. Everything we do when we read stories, our minds fill in the blanks with mm. stuff that we either assume or, um, you know, we've seen and, in a little cartoon. Or yeah, something. you've seen it somewhere, and so that's one of the things that's hard about reading the Bible is there's so many generations and layers of his of culture that has been, you know, wrapped around it that sometimes it's hard to actually notice the actual story and what it does say. And so that's one of the reasons that hopefully you'll go back and read these stories this Christmas more carefully and ask yourself, what, what does God want us to know by giving us these versions of the stories? And what is he really saying about this story um, by the way that it's told as is rather than um, all the things we, we do to kind of fill it out and you have to fill it out in order to tell a story um, because it just, there's not a lot of detail sometimes. And uh, yeah, so. Right. 
Yeah. No, and I think that's good. I think that's a good reminder for us, you know, and that God has something for us in the actual story. And sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I just think, oh, I know the Christmas story. I'm just going to skip over that part, you know, like or whatever. But there's something there for us. And there's, there's details there that we forget. Even though we're adding stuff, I think there's pieces of scripture that can be really encouraging and life-giving. And so I think um, we forget to read through those and really sit with those, what God might want, have for us in those passages. So Yeah, and, and it's important to read them and, and just take for what's there, but it's also completely legitimate to use your imagination and imagine yourself in the story. God gave you an imagination, and he wants you to be able to encounter him in the story. And that's why you know, I think some people can get like, oh, that's not in the Bible. That That's not it. But it's like, okay, well, let's let's pay attention to what's in it, but also um, to what the point of it is, is to lead us to encounter Jesus and to know God and to know how he feels about us and what he's done for us so that, you know, we can know him. You know, Jesus said eternal life is to know you, Father, and Jesus whom you've sent. And, um, you know, that's really the point. We want to know God. We want to know Jesus. And, um he reveals himself both through the, the details and the facts of the story, but also, um, you know, as his spirit leads us into mm-hmm. encountering him That's in good. it. So it's good. All right. I've got a few more here. Round us off. What is Ralphie's little brother's name in the movie, a Christmas story? Do you know, Todd? Oh, this is a favorite of yours. It is. I've seen the movie, uh, hundreds of times. And, uh, <laughs> I can't little think of Ralphie it. and little. I just know I you'll mean, shoot your eye out, but it was, this was, that was Ralphie. Right. Um, and his, I remember his brother, he's all like bundled up in the yeah. big coats. Oh, I can see he, him. <laughs> he sticks his tongue to the pole. I think that's him. Yeah. But, what? Okay. Ready? So what's his, yeah. What's his name? Little Randy. I would not have gotten that. I uh, yeah. Randy. Nope. I, I totally Randy, Ralphie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Missed it. All right. Okay. What song did the angels sing? <laughs> oh, little what town song? of Bethlehem. A. I'm assuming they mean uh, when they appeared to the shepherds. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um. B. Joy to the world. C. Glory to God in the highest. Or D. None of the above. Hmm. I would say C, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. Yes, I think you're right, even though they say you're wrong. <laughs> they say I'm wrong? What do they say? They said D. D, none uh, of the above? They didn't sing, they spoke, but... Ah, uh, okay, well, feels listen, tricky. If, you've ever heard, said, if you've ever heard an angel speak, it sounds kind of singy-like, yeah. so, you know, I'm going to go they, with the... But it's true. Maybe they didn't speak. I mean, maybe they didn't they, sing. Maybe they spoke it. They also said, "Okay, if you picked C, we'll give it. You, we'll give you a point." That's what they said. Oh, <laughs> okay. Thing. So right. they're they're being forgiving. Um, All right. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna do two more. Two more. Get you a good. Uh, okay, this is a pretty good one. Which country started the tradition of putting up a Christmas tree? Hmm. Interesting one. Germany. Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum. 
You are right. Germany. Mm. Did you know that or you just based it off the song? Uh, no, I think I knew that. I think Martin Luther might have had something to do with it um, back oh, really? in the day. Yeah, I think they had um, – I just heard something about Martin Luther advocating Christmas trees and I don't remember why. But I think it was like a even a symbol to point us forward toward Jesus who gave his life on a tree um, that the whole – I don't know, tree of life and that evergreen, ever giving life thing that there was a, some mm. symbolism that he tied into it. And I don't know if it's because he invented the idea or just was in one of his sermons ruminating on it. But I knew, I do know that there's some tradition around that. Yes. Yes. That is very interesting. Yeah. And that was back when they like used to put candles on Christmas trees. You think they're fire hazard now? Yeah, no, that is definitely, you want to do that. Maybe you probably want to get your tree the last, you know, minute and chop it down if you're going to do that. Because, uh, but if you do it like we do right after Thanksgiving, by the time you get to Christmas, right. <laughs> you no have good. just started a forest fire. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, all right. I want one more good, uh, hold on. Let me see. Let me see. I want one more good one. Come on, one more good one. I feel like the the problem is we keep covering a lot of the answers in our explanations of the other. I ones. know. See, that's that's uh, that's my fault. Um. All right. I I don't know. I think this they'll have some clues here, but this is still a a good one. What sign were the shepherds to look for? A. A star over the stable. B. A barn outlined with Christmas lights. C. A baby in a manger, or D, both A and C. Hmm. I'm going to have to go with C, a baby in a manger. You are correct, Todd. A baby mm. in a manger. Yeah, the shepherds. Shepherds yeah. saw the baby in the manger. It was the uh, wise guys, the magi. The We're looking for a star. The other thing we also often picture is that the Magi and the Shepherds were there at the same time, but that's probably pretty unlikely, huh? It's probably pretty unlikely, and it's actually in two different versions of the story. Like, there's no Magi in Luke's version, and there's no Shepherds in Matthew's version. And so, um, yeah, they just, uh, two different versions, and uh, they, they, uh, if if the Magi, many people think it was, like, later, um, because it does say that they were living in a... Um, a house by that time that they came to the house, not to like a manger or a stable or anything else, but that, um, and, and then Herod ordered all the boys two years old and under. So that leads many to believe that by that time they had been living there for a while and he was at some point under two. Uh, but that's when they had to flee to Egypt and run away as refugees to basically run for their lives. Yeah. Right, because the Magi never came back to Herod, and that kind of tipped him off, right? That he, uh, or maybe yeah, he, tipped him off. Well, he, he tried to get him to come back so that right, he could say, him. oh, I want to come worship this baby too. Right, and, right. Uh, he was just they planning on killing him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that was fun, Todd. Yeah, well, a little fun, fun Christmas uh, trivia and, uh, you know, hopefully an encouragement to go back and read your Bible. Yeah, and totally. See so what it really uh, says. So in Matthew and Luke, they have the more traditional Christmas uh, stories mm-hmm. um, of Jesus being born. And then if you want to read 
John's version of the Christmas story. It's pretty different, but it's still pretty cool. I, I, I had somebody tell it to me that way, that it was like, hey, this is just John's version of the Christmas story, that in the beginning and all that, you know, he's just going a little further back than even everybody else so yeah given more of a philosophical like the reason jesus was born rather than the uh, narrative about it right Uh, yeah and then john in revelation uh chapter 19 kind of gives a more like the uh fantasy you know lord of the rings kind of uh version of it so if you like lord of the rings and you want to see it in that version you reread (laughs) 19 go ahead and read revelation there's dragons and angels and three-headed animals with six wings and eyes all over their bodies and stuff like that. So, yeah. pretty cool. No, but it is interesting because the 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 version in Revelation 19, where you know this dragon hates the woman, hates you know Israel, and hates the people of God. You know, and if you consider you know as Mary and in, in her person representing this whole, you know. The woman who who the, who's the seed of the serpent is going to crush the head of the, uh, you know, the, the the seed of the woman's going to crush the seed of the serpent. Like it's that drama from, you know, Genesis three right. being played out all the way at the end of the book and looking at it on this cosmic scale. And as soon as the baby's born, you know, the dragon tries to 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 eat him and destroy him. And then he, um, which is basically what Herod did when he tried to kill Jesus and kill all the babies. And then he had to flee to the desert and. You know the the woman runs off and hides in the in the desert uh, with the baby, and so yeah, it's just more of a fantasy, heaven's eye perspective of the spiritual reality of what was happening. That's behind the physical, cute parts of the Christmas story. There was some, you know, heavenly uh, battles going on, which I think is right. you know part of why there's a whole angel army that shows up, and it's not a choir of really cute angels it's a army that scares these shepherds who are used to fighting off wild animals from their sheep it scares them to death um so yeah it's a pretty interesting story todd before we go will you pray for our listeners and pray for their christmas and uh their time with their um whoever they're able to be with yeah i know this is a crazy season and i know a lot of people are are sick and a lot of people are lonely and a lot of people are frustrated and uh, um, it's been a hard, hard season, but God is still um, on the throne. God is still doing good things. I was telling somebody the other day after I was relating the story of all the sewage leak that covered all of my property in my garage is that, you know, like if you wait, I know a lot of people keep saying, I can't wait till 2020 is over and just move on. And I, I don't think there's anything magical that happens at New Year's Eve uh, till the next day. But but the, the the idea of waiting until all the bad stuff's over, until you can enjoy the good things is, um, man, I think that, that just keeps us missing it. And, mm. um, you know, we can't wait till all the bad stuff's over. I'm sure if Mary and Joseph are on this long journey and they got to go pay taxes, they don't think that's good. They're being ordered around by their government. They don't think that's good. They're having to travel while she's pregnant. I'm sure they didn't like that. But this baby was born right in the middle of it, in the middle of um, a world that was messed up. And um, and he came to bring life and light. And um, And so we still trust this God that is like that, who wants to be with us in the middle of our muck, uh, 
in the middle of all of our stuff, he enters into it as a little child to be close to us. And, um, and that's, that's where we place our hope. So I'm going to pray for you. God, thank you for, uh, our listeners. Thank you for everybody. Um, thanks God that, that you've led us through a really tough year. And I pray that you would give strength and encouragement to every person that's listening to the sound of my voice that your spirit would be there to encourage them and even to remind them of your uh, desire to be with us, the fact that you are for us, that you are Emmanuel, God with us. And that at Christmas time, um, whether they're together with everyone that they love or whether they feel like they can't be with everybody they love, um, I pray that you would find ways for us to connect with each other and with you and to just bask in the joy of knowing that you are for us and you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Todd. And thank yeah. you guys for listening. Um, if you would send us your scores, that'd be great. We want to interact with you. We want to interact with our listeners, and we want to know what you guys um, think of the show. We want to know what you guys want to talk about, want to hear us talk about, um, want to hear us discuss. And so, yeah, we're going to we want to hear from you. So in the description of this video, you can either email us at drew at mvc.life or you can leave us an audio message asking a question and we might put you on the episode. Um, so anyway, uh, also leave us a review on whatever your listening platform you like to listen on. Um, it helps the podcast get out there. It helps other people hear this and hopefully helps them to, um, have a more sustainable spirituality because that's really our goal here. So um, we appreciate you guys. We really want to um, connect with you guys uh, more intentionally over the next 2021. I think we'll probably take a couple weeks off, huh, Todd, for the holidays? Yeah, I think so. We'll be back uh, sometime in January. And uh, cool. till then, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.